Well, good morning. Welcome to beautiful Southern California. I'm Mark Christopher, and I'm here today with another inspired message. I'm getting awfully inspired these days by God and the inspiration He wants to bring to our nation, and so here we go. When you, uh, when we think of Jesus and any kind of uh, correct understanding, you know, to give Him authority and to give Him all power due, when we begin to think about what He did for us and who He is and all that transpired, you know, the best thing we can do to understand Christ is to, um, is to look at a sacrifice, you know. He was the sacrificial lamb. That's what the Bible talked about. In the Old Testament, we understand that there was a price to pay, you know, for sin, and it was the shedding of blood. And so, you know, that's just the way it was. And so Christ came, and so he had to shed his blood, okay? And it was a sacrifice, you know. He was paying a ransom, if you will. Okay, think of it this way. Okay, the world, no chance. Going to hell, not a chance in the world. Christ comes and makes a way, okay? He redeemed us from death. He was the sacrifice. He was the ransom. And so he's ransomed us, you know, and so it's something to be appreciative for, you know. Think about the movies where the evil people would like to kill this guy so they, you know, kidnap his daughter, threaten to kill her if they don't show up, and then, of course, the ransom's paid. The father shows up, they take him away and kill him, the daughter's released. That's really the picture of what we see in salvation. Picture of the world being redeemed back to God. The world, people, being ransomed by a great price that was paid. And so this is Christ, you know, Christ was the sacrificial lamb, a price had to be paid. You know, you can't walk into a dealership and grab a set of keys and drive off the drive off the lot. The police will pull you over. You end up getting a ticket, go to jail, whatever. Can't do that. Okay, you got to buy your car before you can take it. A price has to be paid. You know, a price had to be paid for salvation. And so, this is Christianity. Christianity is what Christ did because God sent him on a mission. And so this is the weight of it, you know. And it's for this reason Jesus was born, okay. It wasn't just a, an accident. He happened to do it along with everything else. He was born to die. Jesus was born to be the sacrificial lamb. Matthew 20. 28, the Bible says, Christ came not to be ministered to, 
but to give his life as a ransom for, man, for many. He was, gave his life as a ransom for many. Christ Jesus paid the price for our sins. This is the weight of the gospel. This is the weight of God's ability to change our lives. The weight that turns us from sinners to saints. This is how it's done. It's through the power of God. And it's by what He's already done. Hebrews 9, 22 says, Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission, meaning remission of sin. And so there it is, all the way back to the Old Testament. And this is Hebrews. Imagine Paul talking about it, saying, you know, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. And so blood has to be spilled. And so this was the law, you know. And so Christ came to fulfill that law. And we read in Luke 22, 20, that Christ himself speaks these words in Luke. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which I shed for you. You know, Jesus shed his blood for you. He shed his blood for me. He died for us. This is what had to happen, and this is what he freely desired to do because of his love for us. This is what it comes down to. This is the right assessment of who Christ is. Everyone's got an attitude. Ah, uh, yeah, he's this, oh, he's that, oh, he's this, these people, blah, blah, blah. But all of that's talk, and all of that's hearsay, and all of that doesn't hold a candle of truth to the weight of what he accomplished and what he did. And this is just a small part of what Christ did, but it's, it is, it is, was his main mission, okay? So, there it is, Matthew 26, 28, for this is my blood in, of the New Testament, in my blood which I shed for you for the remission of sins. He has the power to forgive sins, okay? It doesn't seem such a big deal now in life, oh yeah, whatever. Because none of this really matters until Judgment Day. Everything is just, eh, we'll see. We'll see. You might be right. You might. You might not be right. It's all hearsay until then. And so, you know, we need to understand, you know, that if it is true, you know, if this is real, which of course it is, creation, right? Of course it's real. Jesus died for you. He shed his blood for you and for me. And that's the gospel. He loves us. He, there was no one else that could have done it. It was him. Okay, it was his mission. Can you imagine Christ coming with a mission to die for the sins of the world? Can you imagine that? And to come not as this powerful deity, but to come as a poor, lowly carpenter that 
Everyone knew his father, mother. I mean, who knows what they thought of him, you know? Personally, uh, you know, who knows if the word got out that, you know, maybe his mom got pregnant before his father was the real father. Who knows? You know, no one knows, you know. Here he is, this guy, you know. And so, his mission was to go from there, this lowly nobody, to everyone knowing he's the Son of God dying for the sins of the world. Wow! What a mission impossible that was. And yet, he pulled it off effortlessly. In three years, he simply went about doing good and God was with him. And when it was time to finish up, he gave his life. So this is Christ. He first came to establish the new covenant in his blood. Without the remission of sins, there is no shedding of blood. There is no remission of sins. Christ is the only way to heaven. There is no other way. Unless a man be born again, he'll never see the kingdom of God. Unless you come to God and say, forgive me of my sins. Change me. Transform me. Unless you have an event in your life where you change from being ungodly to being godly in your actions and your precepts and everything you do, think and say. So you can see there's a big difference between Christian and non-Christian. Way of acting, way of not acting. And this is where our country is today. We've thrown God out, doing our own thing, and it's a mess. Our country's a mess. And so what else did Jesus come to do? Sacrificial lamb, save our souls, deliver us into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. But also, God came to show us the Father. He's our Father. This is our Father. This is Christ saying, I've come to show you your Father. You don't even know this guy. And he began to show us principles, you know. When you pray, pray like this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. God, there's none like you, you know. And, you know, this is how we approach God as our Father. And God, look, Jesus showed us that. You know, in the time he was here. He also came to enlighten us of the spiritual world. There's life and death happening around us all the time and we don't see it because it's in the spiritual world. But it's a very real world that God came, that Christ came to explain to us over and over and over in parables. One after another after another. And they bring consequences for negative actions. And so this is the way of how we live our lives. There is a spiritual world. There is a consequence for lying. We have to be careful not to lie. You see how this works? Liars go to hell. We don't want to go to hell. You know, all of this is how God molds us, changes us, and transforms us. He forgives us shows us who we are. 
shows us what we're in the middle of with this spiritual world, the enemy, but he tries to describe it to Peter, to, to Peter. Satan desires to sift you like wheat so he can find something to use to destroy you. It's going on now. And so this is what Christ is trying to say. You know, there's a spiritual world out there. And he made it very easy for us to understand. And he came, the Bible says, as a refining fire. A refining fire. Not a fire that would come in and destroy, but a fire that would come in and refine. It would purify. It would take out all the impurities, you know. It would take off the dross, if you will. When they refine different things, like water, they'll refine it and they'll take off the impurities with, with uh, the other different things, like, like uh, steel. They melt steel and they take off you know, the impurities. And so this is what Christ is doing. He's refining us. He's building a people for himself. He's preparing a bride for this beautiful wedding celebration that's going to transpire, but it's all in the hereafter. So everything now is done by faith. And so that's why this is so important. So he was the sacrifice, you know. Almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remissions of sins. And we see that sacrifice. And it's, it draws us to him and saying, kind of a God would do this. It's so beautiful. It's like, the Bible says that someone would dare die for a righteous man, but God showed his love for us for when we were yet sinners Christ died for us and we were yet saying crucify him crucify him he said God forgive him they don't even know what they're doing this is the sacrifice and this is what we are supposed to be show appreciation to and gratitude towards John 15 13 we see the love that forced him to this place. Greater love hath no man than this, that he lays down his life for a friend. It's the picture of seeing someone seeing something happen to a friend of his and being so moved by it that he says, I can't take this anymore. I'm going to do something. Oh, the only thing we can do is give your life. Well, I'm going to do that then. I'm going to give everything I have. Greater love has no man this than to lay down his life for his friend. That's love. That's the love Jesus showed us, you know. And one of the greatest proponents to all of this as a Christian, as you begin to believe and implement these things, suddenly we have the greatest advocate in the world to come to, to fight in our behalf, an advocate to fight on our behalf, to get behind us, and to defend, get in front of us and defend us, you know. This is Christ. He's our advocate. The Bible says in uh, Hebrews 4, 15 and 16, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched <clears throat> with the feelings of our infirmities. I'll say that again. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, 
but was in all points tempted like as we are. He was in all points tempted as like we are. Christ. We have an advocate. He was tempted in every way we are. We have a high priest. Tempted as we are, yet without sin. Yet without sin. This was Christ, okay? Therefore, let us come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Boy, if that's not something we need as a nation right now, I don't know what I'm talking about. Grace to help in time of need. Never in our nation have we, well, a couple times, in our nation have we been at a point where we've needed grace to help in time of need, okay? It's happened many times in our nation and we've rose up as men and God has given us grace in our time of need to be victorious, okay? But now we've turned from Him. We don't want God. There is no God. That's what we're saying as a country. So Jesus made a way, okay? He was the sacrificial lamb. Hallelujah. He's love just abounds towards us, you know, and is continually our advocate before the Father, night and day. God help these poor folks. They love you. They're trying. God, be merciful to them. Hallelujah. Jesus made a way, and Jesus is the way. Hallelujah. Okay, so Jesus came to give light unto them that sit in darkness in the shadow of death, and to guide them into the way of peace. So Christ came and said, Hey everybody, you're in darkness, you can't see anything, light's over here, come and get it. And that's what happened. A great light has come. Jesus, hallelujah, has come. Christ became an example to disciples. Who was more filled with more humility than this guy? Unbelievable. Went about doing good every chance he got. Anyone that came to him, whatever the need was, went about doing good, meant well for the people. He came here to die, sacrifice his life as a ransom. Here you go. Ransom's paid. Let him go. You know, he was the most, he walked in humility, you know, the, these, all these Pharisees mock him, you know. He's put down in front of everybody, you know. Of course he fought back, but still made to look like nothing in that generation, you know what I'm saying? This is who he was, rode in on the donkey, you know, not a chariot, not the king's chariot with the king's horses, but a little donkey. Rode in on a donkey, you know. He was homeless. Son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Talk about humility, Christ, homeless. Riding in on a donkey. Looked down to, mocked by everyone. Finally tortured and sacrificed. Wow, wow, 
you think about it, you know, there really wasn't a lot in it for him, except what he could get from it, which is redeeming humanity to himself, which is for us. It's not for him, it's for us, okay? So this is what it's all about. His death, Christ's death, was our life, okay? And this is what it came, comes down to. Christ was made an atonement for sin to rescue us. To rescue us, to pay the price, to pay the ransom for many. Christ accomplished it. He did it. Christ did it for me. And Christ did it for you. He did it for all of us. Because He loves us. Because God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Jesus made a way. You know? And so, this is really, should really be our joy. And we really need to come to grips with it, you know, and understand it, you know, because it's powerful, you know. Jesus really did die, you know, for you and me. Jesus. You, Jesus, died for you. Yeah. If you're a woman, if you're a man, here's something that you'll never understand. God's here to meet you. He'll never lie. If you act evil, he'll forgive you when you cry, cause you, Jesus, died for you, yeah, cause he really wanted to, Jesus, died for you, yeah. God is your lover, God is your friend, yet he's something that you'll never understand, no need to worry, no need to cry, he's your messiah, He's the reason why, cause you, Jesus died for you, yeah, then cause he wanted to, Jesus died for you, yeah, cause he really wanted to. <laughs> I'm not very good at that. Well, I can't, I'm not a singer, I'm no good at singing, so. 
Uh, I can just do something later. Alright, wait a minute. Where was I? So yeah, Jesus died for you and me, and we need to be appreciative for that, you know? It's something to be grateful for, you know? Our nation, the whole, our whole nation, as long as we've been around, we've always been grateful, you know, for what God has done, and we've always tried to do what was right all those years ago, you know, but now, not so much. Let's try to understand who we are and what's going on and what is our, should be our response, you know, to the fact that Christ died for us, you know, Jesus died for you, you know, it's important. So a door of salvation was opened to the world through the sacrifice of Christ. A door of salvation was opened. Christ has called the door, anyone knocks, he'll open up and you can come in and this is Christ, you know. A door of salvation was created that didn't exist before because of the sacrifice of the Lamb of God, the sacrificial Lamb of God. And it's amazing to think that the creator of the universe, God Almighty, was in Christ, a man, reconciling the world to himself. Unbelievable. I mean, you'll never understand God. You'll never know Him completely. There's so much to Him. This is so much mystery. You haven't got a clue. And so many people walk around saying, Yeah, I know God. I know what's going on. I know this. I know that. The Bible says we see through a glass that we can hardly see through. We get ideas and glimpses, but. We don't have the whole picture, you know, and when we think we do, that's when we're deceived, you know, and so, you know, Christ was, God was in Christ reconciling the world to his side. Christ spoke, not as a preacher, you know, saying, you know, this is my idea. Christ spoke as a king upon a throne declaring things. He said, this is justice, this is injustice. He was a king. He didn't come, you know, as a preacher, you know. And not just a king, but also a judge that sits upon the bench. He said, this is what it's going to be like. There's going to be judgment. You might as well get your heart right now, because if you don't, you're, there's no time to do it later. And he was making it clear, you know. And he was saying, there's a price to pay. And he was saying, judgment is coming. And he's the judge. You know? Used to be funny with Flip Wilson. Remember the Flip Wilson show? Here come the judge. Here come the judge. Penny in the courtroom. Here come the judge. <laughs> well, we're not going to be singing that when Christ comes in on Judgment Day. We're going to be like, here come the judge. Here come the judge. Holy you come the judge. <laughs> you're not right with God. You're going to be saying that. <laughs> but, yeah, he came as judge, you know. Like Supreme Court Justice, here is Christ. The only Supreme Court Justice sitting on the bench. He has every, you know. It's, 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 it's a jury of one. <laughs> and his verdict, that's it. And it's because of what he did that will judge the world. 
you know how can you not receive such a beautiful gift as salvation that's the judgment the Bible says that God didn't come to judge the world it's already judged sin evil it's judged you live your life without Christ there's an end for you very clear in Scripture and so this is what we have to contemplate you know <clears throat> so Christ came to refine us to find the world to purge and burn up the chaff refining fire he became that you know what I mean to you know purge you know iniquity so much evil in the world today so much lying and deceit so much deceit in America today so much deceit never like that before this is our country has been built upon deceit now it's just a it's just a big a big house of cars ready to fall down with no stability it's all it's, it's junk you know what I mean you can't build on anything but the teachings of Christ okay and so that's what ended up happening Christ came and all these things became our our new teachings you know he tried men and revealed their hearts and intentions these ways of living try our hearts and they reveal our intentions when you say no to God it reveals your heart it reveals your intentions you're ungodly you want evil you like deceit you don't want God you want God you want purity you want transparency you want you want obedience you know it's one or the other you know that's how we find out what people are like how they act how they respond to gospel teachings Christ's teachings if you will okay their actions reveal their hearts became new they became new rules to live by and to be judged by you know if you forgive you're forgiven if you don't forgive you're not forgiven you're not forgiven obey it's better to obey than to sacrifice you know this gospel truths and our actions towards them reveal who we are and what's inside of us and this is what we're judged by and this is what condemns us and so there is a new covenant okay this it reveals differences in people and their thoughts and character this is the gospel truth and it's time to relate these truths these gospel truths it's time to relate these truths and these godly principles to our lives we have refused to judge deceit in our country we've refused America we've said you know what I'm not doing it I'm not judging deceit in this country I'm gonna let it go on and uh, it'll probably be fine that's what we've said America okay country media's lies the, the media's lies the politicians lies 
Are you kidding me, America? Are you kidding me? You're buying any of this? Wow, wow. Wow, America, wow. You're blind or you're just intentionally don't want God. And so, you see how this reveals our character and what's in our heart as these gospel principles are played out? This is who you are, America. This is who you are, what you want, what you desire, what your goal is, what you're after. This is who you are, America. It's time to judge all of that as a people. It's time to judge it, okay, as a people, as American citizens, as the country of America, the United States of America, okay? It's time to judge all of that so God doesn't I could say anything, but I would say this is the most important thing right now in the life of our lives and in the life of the country. It's up to us, and it's time. It's time, America. It's time for you 